Hello and welcome to this next episode of the Forever Athletic Podcast with me, Coach Ian Wood. And today I'm going to be talking to you about how to break through lifting plateaus. So if you're someone who has been lifting for one to two years and you've been doing that consistently for three or more sessions per week and you've stopped seeing your numbers on the bar increase on your big lifts, so things like your squats, your deadlifts, your presses, your rows, those sorts of things, this is what you need to do and this is the information that is going to help you understand why that's happened and how to push through this plateau and get yourself back to progressing again. So let's remember that strength is built by doing volume at heavy percentages of your one repetition max. So something like one to six reps at 80 to 85% or more of your one rep max. So if you're doing sets of three, it needs to be more than that 80 to 85% for it to be challenging. But if you're doing five to six, that 80 to 85% mark is going to be a good place to start. So you need to build strength by doing volume at heavy percentages, not by repeatedly doing heavy singles and doubles, because that's when you're testing. And whenever you're testing, you're not training. There's just not going to be enough volume there to create an adaptation for your body to progress. Think of it like if you're trying to break down a door, but you're already leaning against that door and you're just trying to hit it with no momentum because you're right next to it already. and You just can't generate enough force to get yourself through that door. What you actually need to do is take a good step back, take a short run up, hit that door with more momentum and more force, and then you'll be able to break through it. And that's what we're going to be talking about how to do. But before we get into any specifics of kind of programming, let's just go through the basics and make sure we understand everything that's going on at play because we need to understand first that strength is an adaptation, but it is both physical and neurological, mental sort of thing. So it's not just this kind of equation that goes on in your body that you lift more weights, your muscles get better and you progress. Some of that is true, muscles progress, but muscles also progress in terms of the link between your brain and that muscle and how much of that muscle you can recruit effectively. So in the early years of your training, so like I said at the start, we're talking about people here who've been lifting for one to two years. For those first couple of years of lifting, you can really lean on the neurological aspect of lifting a lot because you'll get better at the skill of lifting and that will translate to the, re- the, the weight on the bar. And it doesn't necessarily need any more muscle or biologically stronger muscle because the skill is getting better. So you can have better coordination, better balance, better alignment of your joints and things like that. There's going to be increased muscle fiber recruitment within there because your brain kind of has this safety mechanism at play where it doesn't want you to recruit all of your muscle because there's a potential that it might kind of rip it off the bone. And when you're untrained, your body doesn't really know where those limits are. So as you do more of it and you get more skilled at it, your body gets better at recognizing where those limits are and it lets you push a little bit closer to it. And when it comes to muscle fiber recruitment, so the little kind of um, bits within your muscle that are actually going to contract and pull and make that muscle shorter, meaning that you can complete a repetition, that is an all or nothing response. So your brain, once it recruits, recruits a muscle fiber, it is 100% recruited. You do not recruit all of your muscle fibers at 20%, at 50%, at 70%, at 100%. Instead, you recruit 20% of your muscle fibers or 50% of your muscle fibers and the rest of them are just inactive at that time. So what we're doing when we increase this skill, we increase this coordination and we improve this muscle fiber recruitment, we get better at recruiting more 
of the muscle fibers that we have. So particularly when you're a beginner and you already have a little bit of muscle, you're just not very good at recruiting it. So you don't need any more muscle to be able to be stronger. You can just get better at recruiting the muscle that you already have. So that's kind of the neurological aspect, but there's also this physiological adaptation that you've got as well. So when you do lift weights and you do get stronger, you will probably build more muscle. And then when you've got more muscle, you have more cross-sectional area to work with. And that increases the potential of that all or nothing response because there are more muscle fibers there to be recruited. So you could be recruiting 50% of more muscle fibers. So there's going to be a stronger contraction in that compared to if you were contracting 50% of your previous amount of muscle fibers, if that makes sense. And then there's also, for me, probably falls into the neurological thing, but I'm going to talk a bit more as a a psychological and mental adaptation. There's things like confidence, there's things like conviction, and also building momentum in the gym. So when you're new in the gym, you might be walking up to a weight that physiologically you can definitely lift, but because you've not been doing it for very long, you may be not that confident of lifting it. So you go into it relatively cautious. You don't have the conviction that you might have to really just smash through that bar, push it with everything that you've got and complete that repetition. You might just be a little bit almost scared or afraid of what might happen. So that would either mean that you don't hit it with the right conviction that you might need to, or you maybe won't even load it up as much as you would potentially be able to in the first place. And then there's also this momentum thing. When you first go into the gym, you've got no momentum. You don't know where you're at. You don't know what's going on. So you maybe don't push yourself as much as you could do. But if you have some momentum of repeatedly turning up, knowing where your limit is, doing something and being like, oh, that was actually okay. So I can probably come back in and do that two and a half kilos heavier next week and just do that week after week after week. There is also this kind of momentum that builds confidence and it allows you to push yourself more mentally regardless of the physical capability that you have you're just more willing to push your limits and get closer to them because you've got this confidence you lift with more conviction because you've got this momentum and then again before we get into specifics of any programming and ways that we can work through this let's just also understand what progressive overload is so progressive overload progressive over time overloading so doing slightly more than we have done previously this is where all of your progress in the gym is going to be based for this podcast we're talking very specifically about overloading weight so putting more weight on the bar because that is a very rewarding and it's a very common goal in the gym but it isn't necessarily always about increasing weight every week you can progressively overload on reps and increase the volume of work that you're doing so starting off at three sets of five then going to three sets of six three sets of seven three sets of eight that is a progressive overload over those four sessions just by adding that extra uh, rep in each week that is increasing the amount of volume load that you're doing per week weight times sets times reps you could also do it in terms of the sets so you can start off with three sets of five then the following week do four sets of five and then do five sets of five that is again a progressive overload or you could do three sets of five at 50 kilos following week 52 following week 55 that is also a progressive overload that works really well for your first one to two years of training but once you are experienced and you're kind of getting into this kind of intermediate lifter that you might kind of read about online it's less about increasing weight every single week because that isn't possible it isn't realistic and if it was we'd all be kind of bench pressing 200 kilos within two to three years and deadlifting 400 kilos in that sort of time frame as well it's a little bit more about increasing the volume load over time which might mean that you just 
accumulate the same sets reps of weight for a few weeks in a row, but you've never done that sets sets reps and weight for three weeks in a row, which on its own is an overload because over that three week period, that is more than you've ever done. And that is a progressive overload as well. So when you get to this kind of one to two years plus of training, just make sure you have the right expectations in mind. You might be expecting a PB that just isn't realistic to get. It might be something that you have to spend a little bit longer working towards. And the PBs that you work for may be a little bit more volume based rather than the specific one repetition max. If you can delay that one repetition max attempt for longer, you will likely have better results in it and get better progress because you're accumulating more work in terms of the volume load over time, if that makes sense. So those are the basics and these are all the things that we need to be thinking about. But to deliver this, we do need some set and rep schemes that are going to help us hit heavyweights in that kind of one to six rep range at 80 to 85% or more of a one repetition max, whilst also getting in adequate volume to help us build muscle. But importantly for me and for you listening, without trashing ourselves as an already potentially stressed and potentially slightly drained everyday athlete just for all the other stuff that we've got going on. So here's three of my favorite set and rep schemes that I put in that help find that balance between the heavy lifting, the skill, the confidence building under heavy weights, but also the volume piece to help you build a little bit more muscle and also just get that additional volume load of working on that movement in a week. So the first one is one that has just come into the next phase of um, what I've renamed from the kickstart to strong in 60. I'll tell you a little bit more about that at the end. But it's in the next phase, got a few people starting on this at a minute, and it is the 555 AMRAP set and rep scheme. Later in the phase, it will be a 333 AMRAP, but it's exactly the same principle. You could do it with any kind of rep range in there, but because but because we're talking about kind of maximal strength, we're going to stick with threes and fives and that sort of thing in there. So 555 AMRAP. So what you're going to do is you're going to do a set of five at 80 85% of your one repetition max, take two to three minutes rest. This will be on one of your big lifts, squat, bench, deadlift, military press, something like that. So when you've had your two to three minutes rest, you're going to do another set of five at the same weight. Then you're going to do another set of five at the same weight. So you've done three sets of five. Then your fourth and final set, what you're going to do is do as many reps as possible at 80% of the weight that you've done for your fives. So if you've done 555 at 50 kilos, you're going to take 20% off, which will be 10 kilos. And you're going to do an AMRAP, as many reps as possible at 80%. Okay. So that way, if you follow this set and rep scheme, you've got three heavy sets of five, really good for building strength. But what you've also got is this AMRAP set that is probably going to be 10 to 15 ish reps at 80% of that weight that you're doing. So this is going to be a really good hypertrophy set and rep scheme. It's going to be very close to failure, which is going to be very stimulating for that muscle building hypertrophy bit. And you've got it all done within four sets. So that'll be my first one. And that is the current focus of the next phase of Strong in 60. We'll see how people get on with it. But I've used this with loads of clients over the years, and it is always really, really productive. So I definitely recommend that one. The second strategy I use that often helps people break through these lifting plateaus by finding that balance of heavy strength work, but also that additional volume is an ascending pyramid scheme in terms of weight on the bar. Reps wise, it will be descending. So you're going to have fewer reps, which means you can add more weight. So again, you're going to be doing three to four sets with two to three minutes rest in between each one. But you're going to start off if we go off uh, a 10, 8, 6, 4 is your first option. So you could do this for a couple of weeks. You're going to do a set of 10 
good volume, good for hypertrophy, two to three minutes rest into eight, heavier weight. Again, relatively good for hypertrophy, eight reps is in there. Weight's got a little bit heavier, going a little bit more towards strength. Two to three minutes rest, down to six. Now we're getting close to that maximal strength sort of rep range that we're looking for. Two to three minutes rest, and then we're going to do a four as well. So across those four sets, you've accumulated a good amount of volume in your tens and your eights and your sixes, but you've also accumulated a good amount of strength work on those six and fours. So through four strength training sets, you've got a really nice balance across the two. You could run that 10, eight, six, four for two to three weeks. And then to keep it moving forward, you could then go down to an eight, six, four, two. Do the same weight that you did for your eights, your six and your four, but add a heavy set of two on the end. And then again, like I said, you're going to get that nice balance at the start of your sets by doing the eight and six, which is going to be good volume. Then you've got the four and the two, which is going to be very heavy and it's going to help you with that strength goal. What I really like about this, particularly for everyday athletes, is this this can kind of lean into an extended warm up and it's going to be really, really efficient because that kind of set of 10, 8, 6, they're going to be really good warm-ups relative to the sets of 4, 2 that you're going to be doing later on. So you don't have to spend quite as much time warming up. That set of 10 and 8 can be warm-ups for the heavier sets later on. And that's why I really like this ascending pyramid specifically for everyday athletes. And then the final set and rep scheme, which I like to use for people, and this will be a lot closer to a testing phase. So at the back end of a program, if you're following something consistently for 12 to 16 weeks, this will be kind of weeks 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, that sort of period of time right at the back end of the program. And that will be working up to a top set of three to five, something like that, but taking it really, really close to failure. So it's right, let's start borderline testing where we're at, heavy top set of three then take three to four minutes off and just do an additional two to three sets of three reps at 90 percent of the weight that you achieve for that top three because that top three is going to be so close to failure it's going to be very unlikely that you're going to be able to repeat it either at all or with a very good technique but what we want to do is not just hit those three reps we want to get some more volume in so we're just going to back the weight off by 10 percent and do another two to three sets of those three reps so you get this really nice balance of this absolute strength work that you're getting at the top end but also this additional volume that you can probably do with really nice technique focusing on tension quality of rep and those sorts of things and like i said this works really really well at the back end of a training phase where you're peaking, you're getting stronger, we can start testing you a little bit, see roughly where we're at, what we're lining up for, whilst also maintaining some volume in your program so you don't just waste those last three to four weeks by just testing and not actually training. The final thing I'm just going to add into this podcast before we go is if you want to two years into your training, your strength progress has stalled, but you're still training consistently, you're relatively doing all the work and the sort of things that I've talked about, If there's one thing that you can still do on top of this to help make sure that you keep moving forward, it is that you have got to eat. I'm going to cover this more in the next podcast, which is going to come out on Thursday. But as your training age increases, your ability to gain muscle and strength without increasing calories decreases as the training stimulus itself is less novel because we've been doing it three plus times per week for a couple of years. At this point, it's just what we do and it's generally perceived as normal for your body. So you might need to force the issue a little bit more in terms of calories. What that's going to do is going to put more energy into your system to use into the gym. It's probably going to mean that you're going to build some body weight in terms of muscles. So you've increased that uh, cross-sectional area of muscle that you've got available to use. 
but it also helps improve your recovery in between sessions because you've got this energy surplus. So you're going to have a good full recovery in between every single session, which is going to help you push your limits that little bit closer um, for all of your sessions during the week. And you're not going to be carrying as much or any fatigue into the next one. So you can really push yourself hard all the time. So at this stage, you're probably going to want to find that 10% calorie surplus at a minimum. Sometimes you might have to force it a little bit more, especially if your training intensity does increase alongside it, because that will have additional calorie burn, calorie burn to it as well. But just having that calorie surplus, that extra energy coming in, it is going to help. So don't be afraid to eat if your strength progress has stalled. If we do gain a little bit of body fat, it's not a problem. We can strip it off later. We just want to get that strength progress in there. And that is everything for this podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, I just want to briefly run over that I have rebranded the Forever Athletic Kickstart to Strong in 60 because I think it is a significantly better name and I think it is a much better short, brief encapsulation of what is included because you are going to get strong as fuck in 60 days. The next intake for it is in February, so keep your eyes out for that. I will let you know uh, when that is officially live and you can sign up. All the information for it will be on the website, so www.coachianwood.com. Just head on to there. You'll learn everything about Strong in 60, but you will also learn everything that you would need to know if you wanted to work with the one-to-one online. There is also a page for that on there. Otherwise, I will see you in the next podcast, which will go live on Thursday.